What's going on, my people? How y'all doing out there? Man, it feels so good to be back with you guys again this week. This is TJ with another episode of The Soapbox, and I'm telling y'all, I'm feeling absolutely wonderful today. The sun is shining, it feels great outside, a little chilly, but you know what? We can work through all that. So today, we're going to get down and dirty into some real serious issues when it comes down to our own success. So if you'll sit back, relax, enjoy the episode. So today, we're going to talk about a very important subject, and that subject is you. That's right. The whole episode today is all about you. You see, you see, everyone has dreams. Everybody has goals. Everybody has ambitions that they want to accomplish in life. And this episode is going to discuss the number one reason why most people can't get what they want, can't exceed where they want to, can't excel where they feel like they need to. Today, we are going to discuss the biggest problem that all of us seem to have issues with, and that is ourselves, the you in the situation. Now, I would imagine that everybody that's listening to this podcast today has something in their life that they want to accomplish. Some dream, some goal, something that you want to be better at, something that you want to claim, something that you feel like you need to do, if nothing more than to prove to yourself that you are not a failure. Well, understand, while everything we strive to achieve has hills to climb, roadblocks to get through, half the time, most of our issues are self-imposed. That's right. Most of the problems that we deal with when we're trying to achieve something are problems that we create ourselves. Most times it's not what somebody else is doing. Usually it's something that we have put in place that is causing us not to grab hold to that one particular thing that we have strived to gain. So today we want to break the whole you concept down. And we really want to look at four particular sections of this problem. The first one is what you see. The second one is what you say. The third one is what you believe. And the fourth one is what you do. All four are key elements to ensuring that you are not your own problem. Now, right here, I want you to repeat after me because this is very, very important. I will take responsibility for my own successes and failures. Again, repeat this after me. I will take responsibility for my own successes and failures. You see, one of the biggest problems that we have is that we want to blame everybody and everything for the things that happen in our lives. We want to point the finger at someone and blame them for the reason why we didn't get this particular car or why we didn't get picked for this particular team or why we didn't get put on this particular panel. We want to blame the rain because we don't run outside. We want to blame the heat because we can't be active. We want to blame everybody for why we don't do certain things. Now, understand, I'm not saying 
that there aren't external issues or stimulus that cause negative things in our lives. By all means, they are. I'm not saying that we don't live in a world where there are so many things flying at you at one time that cause you to have roadblocks and stumbling blocks. By all means, we do. But the truth of the matter is, is that while everything that we do in our lives, we strive to achieve it, we're going to face hills, mountains, different things that we have to overcome. But what we control is how we respond to them, how we deal with the problem. As long as you are alive, you are going to have ups and downs. As long as you are striving to be good, you are going to have setbacks. As long as you are pushing forward to achieve, you are always going to run into situations that will cause you to feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. That will never change. The only people who don't go through that kind of stress are individuals who have chosen to fold, to just let life do and be what it is and not contribute, not be a part of the world that's going on around them, not contribute to their households, to their families, to their friends, to their work. Those individuals, they don't have any stress because they're not a part of the process. You, on the other hand, you are not them. You are not someone who is just going to sit around and let the world be and do what it is and move you wherever it wants to. You're not the individual who is just going to settle for the circumstances that have been presented before them. By all means, there are a lot of people in the world today. There are a lot of people in this country. There are a lot of people in the neighborhood, in the community that are dealing with and struggling with circumstances that they did not create, circumstances that were presented to them that they were born into, bred into. I get it. I totally understand. But the thing that we have to realize is that a situation is a momentary event. That means if you were born and bred into poverty, you don't have to spend your whole life in poverty. If you are born and bred into illness and sickness, you don't have to spend your whole life in that condition. You can fight to rise above it and change the narrative of how your life is going. I know because I changed my own. You can do the same thing. But if you decide to say, oh, well, this is what my grandmother did. This is what my mother did. This is what I'm going to do. If you decide to believe that because my father went through it, because his father went through it and his father went through it, that I'm going to go through it, then by all means, you are deciding to continue the trend that has caused you to be in the position that you're in right now. Now, do I believe that there are systemic elements that push against the prosperity of people today? Absolutely. But I also believe that no matter what obstacle you face, you can and will overcome if you fight against it. But there are certain things that happen within ourselves that cause us to remain in the stagnated position that keeps us pulled down. And this episode is all about breaking through that wall. Now, let me say this again. I am in no way saying that there are not external reasons for people's lack of prosperity and their ability to achieve. What I am saying, though, 
is no matter what the situation is, that is nothing more than a roadblock, a stumbling block in your way. And no matter what the situation looks like, you can overcome it. So before I break down the four areas that we need to talk about, I want to explain two particular concepts that have to be understood before we can really dig into how to change this whole concept of what you can and cannot accomplish. The first one is a paradigm. Now, many different subjects view the term paradigm in many different ways. But ultimately, especially when we are talking about psychology, your mental health, where you stand, your social status, your paradigm is basically the system in which you see the world, which you see your position, which you see the things that are going on around you. This concept is so vital for how you move forward because the way that your paradigm is designed or the paradigms that you exist in are designed are exactly how you progress because they affect how you see things, how you think about things, the way you view your position and where you are. You see, that's the first step in being able to fix us is we have to change our paradigms. We have to give ourselves a paradigm shift that moves us from a position of being a victim to the world to being a world overcomer. If you can't do that, then you will never be able to overcome any of the obstacles that really come your way to stop you from achieving. Now, the second concept that I want to talk about is your center. You see, everybody has a center. Some people are money-centered. Some people are family-centered. Some people are work-centered. Some people are self-centered. Your center is a very vital part of your decision-making because what you will do is depending on the paradigm that you are viewing things through, you will apply your center to that. I'll give you an example. Let's say I am money-centered, but I have a really, really harsh paradigm view of how work actually helps me get money. So I'm all about money. I'm money-centered. Everything that I do is geared towards me making money. But my paradigm causes me to view work of a regular job as the slowest way in the world that I can get any kind of money. So that means that when I combine the two, I make the determination that maybe there's a faster way for me to get money. Maybe I need to step out there and sell drugs, or maybe I need to step out there and rob a bank or rob somebody or steal from somebody's home. That's how your paradigms and your centers work together to create your decision-making. So in order to put things in the proper place, we need to make sure that we tackle the four elements of this you problem. So let's start with the first one. The first concept that we have to talk about is what you see. And what I mean by that is what you see with your two eyes. 
But not so much as how you see things on television or the computer. But the first example is how you see yourself. You see, you have to see yourself as something positive before you can actually apply the positive paradigm to your life. You have to see yourself as valuable. You have to see yourself as a contributing factor to the world as we know it. If you don't, then you will never be able to put yourself in a position that is necessary for you to achieve further. If you don't see yourself as valuable, then what in the world is anyone else going to see in you? Because the way you see yourself translates to the way you present yourself. If I see myself as a professional, then I will present myself as that very thing. But it all matters with how you see yourself. But then we also have to venture on and realize that it also matters how you see the world and people around you. You see, you can see in yourself that you are strong, that you are vital, that you are important, but you can look around and see other people that you feel like are more important or more vital or that you don't weigh up to them. You don't measure up to them. That is vitally important because you have to see people for what they are and they are valuable, but you are too. You are an important piece to the puzzle, just like they are. Let me tell you what you can't do also. You can't ignore a person. Now, what do I mean by that? People every day tell you who they are, not by what they say, but by what they do. You have to see people for who they are, the real them, not the them that they want you to believe they are, but the them that they really truly are. You see, a lot of the problems that we put ourselves into are built upon the fact that we don't see people for what they truly are. We want to see them for what we want them to be. We want to have this really nonchalant approach on how we view this person and their negative traits. Now, I'm not telling you to be judgmental to a million people. I'm not telling you to put people on a scale. What I am telling you is, if you are dealing with somebody who lies to you all the time, stop convincing yourself that it'll go away. They are a liar. If you are dealing with people that steal from you all the time, stop convincing yourself that it will go away. They are a thief. If you are dealing with somebody who is negative all the time, depressed all the time, always talking about the worst case scenarios, these people are not making this stuff up. It is not a trend. This is a character flaw. And if you allow it to, it will bleed into who you are. So you have to make sure that when you judge your circle, when you judge your news syndications, when you judge your podcast, when you judge the books you read, the radios you listen to, the songs that you hear, you have to make sure that you are funneling information into yourself that is positive, strong, and building. You don't want to subjugate yourself to individuals who do not have your best interest in mind. See them for what they truly are. See the world for what it truly is. And then you have to pay attention to how you see your situation.
You see, that's a very vital step in being able to climb out of a hole. Because there are a lot of people who feel like they're in situations and they see their situation and they think to themselves, there's nothing I can do. But you can't see a situation as the end. Remember, at the beginning of the podcast, I told you situations are simply momentary events. They are events of the present, of the exact moment. And you can work your way through them, out of them. You might have some scars. You might take some blows, some bruises. But ultimately, you will climb out of the situation stronger with a better understanding of how to deal with that particular problem. That's why it's vital that you never see a situation as the end. Nothing is the end until it's over. As long as you draw as long as you draw breath, there's a way. It may not look the way you envisioned it. It may not look the way you thought things would go. But as long as you are alive, there is a possibility of success. And you have to see every situation like that. Now, the next element that we need to talk about, because we've discussed seeing ourselves, seeing the world and people for what they really are, and seeing our situations, not as the end. Now we go to what you say, because see, the combination of what you see and what you say bleed into your mind, into your psyche. So you have to be cautious about what you say about yourself. Stop talking about yourself in a negative connotation. Stop destroying yourself with your words. Words are transformative. If you continue to call yourself something, you become that something, at least mentally. You can't keep saying how bad of a this you are or how hard it is for you to do this. Now, granted, they may be realities. By all means, if you only have one leg, you can tell yourself all day long that you are going to run a 40-yard dash in four, three seconds. But the truth of the matter is, the reality is, is that nine times out of 10, that's just not going to happen from you verbalizing it. But if you apply all of the fact of getting rid of the you, you can accomplish that goal. And we'll get to those elements in a minute. But if you tell yourself every day, that you are weak, that you're not strong enough, that you're not brave enough, that you're not smart enough, then trust me, you won't be smart enough. You won't be brave enough. You will be weak. You won't be able to do what it is that you want to accomplish. Do you truly believe that the most successful people in the world right now wake up in the morning and tell themselves what they can't do? Do you truly believe that the most successful people throughout all of history woke up in the morning and told themselves what they could not accomplish? No. I am a Christian, and the Bible tells us clear as day to call those things which aren't as if they are. You can't wake up and say to yourself, you can't wake up and say to yourself that I am not good enough. You can't convince yourself throughout the day that you don't have what it takes to make a situation happen, that you're not smart enough, that you're not that you're not knowledgeable enough in the subject. By all means, 
You may not have the credit by all means. You may not have the knowledge that's necessary to achieve the job, but that doesn't mean you can't go get it. That doesn't mean that you're not smart enough to go out, read a book, study something, go to a class and become capable. But once you destroy yourself with words, you've destroyed yourself completely because you will begin to believe what you say. The same matter is with what you say about the world, what you say about the people around you. If I wake up every day and go through the day and tell people all day long, my children are horrible. My children are bad. My children don't do this. My children don't do that. My children are this. My children are that. That begins to transform the energy that you exist inside of. Your paradigm shifts to a belief that your children are exactly what you keep saying. You have to be mindful that your words are extremely powerful. People don't seem to want to believe that nowadays, but by all means, your words matter. And then, of course, it comes down to what you say about your situation, because you can see your situation as accomplishable, overcomable, conquerable. But if you say the opposite, then you are fighting against what your mind wants to believe with what it sees. You need to ensure that as you are in your position, your situation, your roadblock, as you're facing that critical moment in your life, you are saying the things that build you up, saying the things that make the difference in your life, not making yourself out to be a victim, not calling yourself or calling your situation as greater than you are. Now, of course, we've covered what you see and what you say, which both contribute to the third element, and that is what you believe. You see, what you see and what you say come together to give you your belief system, to create the framework of your paradigm, to give you the insight of what type of center you should have. That's why it is vital that you believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe that you have the ability, the capability to do whatever. You cannot give other people the ability to control what you think about yourself. You can't do it because some days people will lift you up and those exact same people the next day will tear you down. There are some people out there who feel like they can believe in you to the utmost today. But the minute something changes in your situation, now all of a sudden they can't believe in you anymore. That's why you can't put your belief in the hands of another person. Believe in who you are. Believe in what you can do. Believe in what you can accomplish. And don't let anything change that. Now, I'm not telling you to be naive and don't look at reality. By all means, if you see that you have a shortcoming somewhere, then you understand that you acknowledge it, but then you also believe that you can change that. There are too many people in the world today who don't believe in themselves because they don't have other people believing in them. Let me tell you something. If you have a mother and a father, they believe in you like no one else will. And when they are gone, there will be no one that will believe in you like those two did. The world does not care. You may find a peanut gallery. You may find 
a group of followers, some groupies that absolutely love you and adore you. The problem is, is that most times they love you and adore you when you're up. But you need security. You need reassurance when you're down. And usually in those moments, those people just kind of fade away. You need people in your corner that are going to believe in you even when you are at your lowest point. Even when it seems like you are at the bottom of the barrel. You still need people that believe in you there. And the first place you need to start with that belief is you. I promise you, if you're able to believe in yourself like that, you don't need all those extra minds believing in you. They'll come on their own. But as long as you have the faith in yourself, belief in who you are and what you can achieve, then by all means, you've got everything in that alone to accomplish what you need to accomplish. Once you believe in yourself, you can convince other people to believe in you by showing them that you refuse to be the victim of the situation. You refuse to let your circumstances beat you down so bad that you can't push through the walls that are before you. Believe in yourself. So what you believe about yourself matters. What you believe about the world matters. All of that builds to create the paradigm. If you believe that the world is a harsh world, and it is, then that means that when you step outside of your door, you face it that way. But if you believe that the world is the best place ever, no problems, no issues, then you face the world that way. Now, the reason why it is so vital that you care about how you believe the world is and people are is because you always have to take into consideration with yourself that there are people out there that are experiencing something totally different than you are. So their belief system when it comes to the world, when it comes to how they see things, is going to be different than yours. But that doesn't mean that you have to take on the life of what they believe. There may be somebody who has had an absolutely glorious life and they can only see the world through that vantage point. They don't know your struggles. They don't know your trials. They don't know your tribulations. They don't know what you faced. So when they talk to you and it looks like they are looking down on your discomfort, you have to take into consideration that they are simply seeing the world from a place that you just can't. But you have to believe that you can show them. You can give them some type of insight into why you see things the way you do. But believe in yourself first. Believe in the realities that are before you. And then what you believe about your situation matters. The way you see it, what you say about it will create how you believe it. And if you feel like you are a victim, if you think you're a victim, you will be one. If you call yourself weak and see yourself as a weakling, you will believe that that is what you are. Now, the final element, the one that matters the most is what you do. I am telling you guys right now, you can see yourself as a millionaire. You can call yourself a millionaire. You can believe that you are or are becoming a millionaire. But if you don't do anything to become a millionaire, you are wasting your time. You have to take action. You can't just sit around and say, I want to own half 
of North Carolina and just sit in your house and think that it's going to happen. You can't will it to happen that way. There has to be action. If you have a vice, if you have a problem, an issue, and you tell yourself you're going to overcome it, you see yourself doing it, you believe that you're going to do it, then you have to go do it. You have to step outside of your wants, step outside of your claims, step outside of your desires, and actually go get what it is that you want. Nothing is going to be handed to you. No one is going to bring it to your front door. You have to go get it. If you want to be the fastest runner on the track team, you can say it. You can see it. You can believe it. But if you don't work towards it, you're not going to be it. You can do all of the claiming you want. You can do all of the believing you want. But it takes a level of physical action that has to activate the possibilities of you doing what it is that you're claiming to do. You see, we've got too many people in the world now giving lip service. They want to be this. They want to do that. They'll do this. They'll do that. It's almost like they're debating trying to convince you of what it is that they're going to accomplish. But then they turn around and don't do anything to accomplish the issues and the things that they are claiming. It goes all the way back to our original conversation, the first element, how you see yourself, then how you say things about yourself, then what you believe about yourself. All of that is important. But if you were in a real situation and you thought one way and you said one thing and you believe one thing, but you did the total opposite, the physical action that you do will outweigh all of the other intangibles. That's why it is vitally important that all four line up. You have to see yourself as a success. You have to call yourself successful. You have to believe that you are a success. And then you have to go do what successful people do. If you want to be rich, you have to do what rich people do. If you want to be famous, you have to do what famous people do. If you want to be strong, you have to do what strong people do. You can't just call it. You can't just believe it. You have to do it. And there's too much out there going on right now for you not to do. So let's recap. To get the you out of the way, you need to focus on how you see yourself, the world, the people around you, and your current situation. You need to focus on what you say about yourself, about the people around you, and about your current situation. You need to realize that all of that combines to create what you believe about yourself, the people around you, and your current situation. And once you have structured your situation to where you have a positive paradigm and a good center that is focused on something sound and concrete, then you have to go and do whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish. If you follow that roadmap, you will get the you out of the way and make the way for positive changes in your life and in the lives of the people that are around you. Am I saying that there are no outside stimulus that'll get in the way? Not. By all means, you could run into all kinds of roadblocks that you didn't create, but you don't need an extra roadblock by holding yourself down with your own bad ideal. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening and coming out. Next week, I'm going to be on vacation, so I'm not doing a podcast, but I will run this one again. 
However, the week after that, we'll be back in full steam with another episode dropping jewels for you guys to check out. I love you. Take care. Peace.